All right, how you get? Hi, how you getting on? You well? You well? You well? You well? You know you make me wanna <laughs> throw my hands up and. <laughs> oh my god! Can he? Can he? Can he really say that shit? Here, here's an idea for a fucking sketch, right? Anyone with a bit of budget. Here, a call to arms. Anyone with a budget and a pair of fucking brass bollocks out there want to make some art, right? Not this pansy stuff that you see on TV. I'm talking about a parody of the Isley Brothers. But instead of shout, it's shart. You wouldn't find that on fucking RTE. And then at the end, out comes fucking Michal Martin and he eats the poo. Um, You know, mad fucking twisted shit you don't see online that's the sort of shit on you know i look that's why that's why they, that's what's why you never see me on virgin media because that's the sort of whatever wild stuff um some people some people think that is what should be on the tv and thank god there is you know dermot bannon <laughs> you know like people don't realize like, if you actually, like, let, you know, of course it could be great if there was a lot more uh, comedy on TV and there was a lot more, um, you know, representation on TV. But there is the likes of Dermot Balance who are literally building a dam against scatological freaks who would have their way with our with our beautiful national broadcaster. <laughs> anyway, look, how are you? You well? You good? Um, yeah. Do you know who... Do you know who uh, Young kids have found now are not enjoying the fart noises that I'm giving them these days. I'm going, <laughs> kids aren't laughing. And look, hey, look at me. I can, <laughs> we be all night. I can, I can go all night doing fart noises and make a child laugh. That's the resilience that they don't really, that people don't tell you about kids. Is that like, look, hey, pal, I'm here. You're here. There's the fucking door. Guess what the password is? You laughing. So keep so we here. You want another one and another one. Smile for me. I'm sad. You know, see how sad I am because you're not laughing. Hey, hey, little fella. You know, but these kids—they're very fucking woke. I <laughs> know, no. and these kids are so bloody woke they won't laugh at a fart. You know, um, these two-year-olds, six-year-olds love that shit. Um, I could literally like you know replace a word and with fart, and they'd love it. Like this, you know. Like, my nephew would love that shit. You know? He'd love a fart noise song. Like, I've told you for a while, I'm, I am going to, like, and actually, yeah, to be fair, here's another call out. Anyone with a fucking budget want to make some art? Here's another sketch for you, right? You got to have two things for this, right? Serious fucking budget. No time wasters, please. DMs open. And second thing is brass bollocks to take on D Forbes and RTE, right? Um,. No, this is a, this is actually going to be a brilliant sketch, and I've talked about it before. But I'm going to yeah, right. me Freddie Mercury, and the more and more this time goes on, I don't make the sketch. The more obsolete that's what happens as well when you get into your mid thirties. That like there's not less of us. I mean, there is obviously because you know people dying or whatever like that. But it's not grossly less. There's still a shitload of thirty year olds, right? But. And it's not like we're fighting for the same. It's not like we're fighting for terrestrial TV space. The point I'm trying to make is how are references becoming more dated when, like, people still know, like, as many 35 year olds, pretty much within a percent, right, as there was eight year olds when I was eight. Do you know what I mean? But, and there was loads of stuff for eight year olds and a whole reference pool. Everyone's acting too fucking cool that you wouldn't like if this Freddie Mercury joke I'm going to make, right? Anyway, it's me and the one I want. It's me as Freddie Mercury and I want to break, break free video. I've talked about this already, right? Me dressed as Freddie Mercury as a woman. 
back when that was the height of comedy, right? Um, not so fucking funny now, is it? <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what point I'm making, but the thing is, right? Me as a woman, as Freddie Mercury, rather, in the "I Want to Break Free" video, right, with, with a Hoover and everything, right. But instead, of, I want to break free. <laughs> it is I want to break wind. I've talked about it before. I want to break wind. You know, people love that. People will love that shart. You know, that's shart. Ah, see, it's actually art. Shitty art. Um, but yeah, what was I going to say as well? Um, yeah, I was at a, a child's birthday party. Um, Two year old. I was telling you as well, I was in town. I was in, I was in Blue Jervis Street on Saturday. And speaking of shart, this Shein shop, man. This Shein. I wasn't even familiar with this shop that it existed. But there was queues around the block. From what I've heard, they're not very good people. I was looking at Fanula J's Instagram stories and she was talking about how they get paid like a cent an hour and that if they make a mistake, 75% of their wage is just taken away from them. And it's essentially slave labor who make these clothes. My biggest issue was the queue to get into Billy Jervis. <laughs> they're their big, most egregious thing that I noticed. No, no, definitely the most egregious thing. It's probably the slave labor. But it was very annoying as well. So I'll tell you, not a, you weren't in my good books before, Shein. Shein! Um... And you're not in my good books now because it took fucking forever, you know, to get into Jervis. You know, all I wanted to get, I wanted to get a little dolly for the young flip. You know, want to get him used to like holding a baby because we've got a baby on the way. Please God. Please God. We have a baby on the way, right? So I wanted to get him a little dolly. And I had ideas about getting like a baby born. Um, And and like I've always wanted to have a baby born. To be honest, not even a baby born. I've always wanted to have a baby all gone. My baby all gone. She'll make it all gone. She loves cherries from a jar. She ate them. That's my girl. <laughs> it's my baby all gone. I've talked about it before on the pod. Baby all gone. We eat cherries from a jar, right? Although it was a spring-loaded spoon, right? The fucking speed of this spoon. Take your eye out, right? If you took the spring out of the spoon... And what would happen was you'd put the jar, you'd put the jar in, you'd put the spoon in the jar, and that would kind of click this thing like, right, and then it would kind of pull out this um, cherry, plastic cherry from the base of the spoon. It would like you'd put it in the jar, and that would catch a hook, and then when you pulled it out, it would pull this cherry out, so it would look like it was a cherry sitting on the spoon, right? Then you'd put it up to Baby Algon's mouth, right, and. If this cherry touched fucking anything, it would shoot back into the spoon. So it was on a high tensile strength spring, right? And you would put it up to Baby Algon's mouth, right? And it would look like Baby Algon just did a fucking key of this cherry, you know? Would fucking huff it, right? Just so you're washed up somewhere. Just, just doing rakes of cherries. She's my cherry pie. She's look, looking at her face in a dirty mirror like, oh, you know. She would huff these cherries. And she would also have this little bottle that had like a soft little nipple on the end of it, right? Oh, all bottles do. Hey, it's not weird me saying that. It's not weird. Kids suck off nipples all the time. I don't suck off the nipples. But whatever, you'd be, you know. But you would kind of press it in. And it would it would feel the the lid would kind of feel like a um, a tablet stylus, not an Apple pencil, not that good, but a kind of soft style. And you'd press it in, and then you would turn it upside down, and all of the water would kind of, or all the milk, it looked like milk, 
would kind of like drip into the base of the the, the mouth of the thing. So it would kind of go into the, you know, you could, the, the end of the bottle. So it would disappear. It was kind of the same technology they used to make sexy ladies lose their dresses on pens, you know. You know, you turn a pen upside down, that kind of technology. So I really wanted a baby all gone, right? And I think it's shit as well. I think it's shit. Um, my niece has a little shit and goose. It's a little goose that you feed stuff to, and it shits in a toilet, and it goes, it looks like it's in pain. It goes, oh, oh, blah, 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 and it shits into this little pot. And I'm like, this is fucking, this is, and like, you know, they make it seem like it's educational, you know? Um, but it's not, you know? What are you teaching you? That you, the, the, what, you, the only thing you've known, the first thing you ever known that you poo? That's probably the first thing you say to your parents? Oh, yeah, we're just reminding these seven-year-olds that you shit, you know? It's not educational at all. This is a gross podcast. I'm sorry about this. But anyway, um, what was the saying? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, baby all gone pooed as well. So I was kind of hoping. I left, it, I left it up to him. I was like, what do you want to get? Which dolly do you want to get, you know? And he picked up everything that wasn't that wasn't a dolly. But we need him, you know, I was like, no, you're getting a dolly, right? You're going to practice being gentle with this thing, right? So he's like confused by this whole idea why I'm being so eager for him to get a dolly, right? So he's like, whatever, this one. He picks up this thing, right? <laughs> I say this dolly's about <laughs> four inches tall. <laughs> this tiny little dolly. And he's like, this one. And I'm like, no, that's too big. And he's like, so frustrated. Like, why, why are we even getting a dolly? What are you doing? Whatever, this this is the one I want. We're having a standstill. And I'm like, no, look at these fucking brands. See, look, and I'm even like pointing towards like baby born. And I'm like, that's that's from Zap Creations, this baby. This is a serious piece of fucking kid, this baby born. That's premium, right? And he's like, no, I want this one. So we go home with this, whatever, tiny baby, Tom Tom little fucker. No point to this thing. Doesn't he doesn't even have the proportions of a baby. Its head is its head is as small <laughs> as our heads are. As big proportion. Looks like a proportion little man. It looks like you know when they didn't know how to do babies in like um old like medieval art and Jesus just like a little young little man sitting on Mary's lap. Looks like that. Looks stupid. And of course then like I'm not treating it like a baby because it looks like a little fella I'm making it dance. Like what am I gonna do with this stupid little thing? I'm thirteen quid wasn't even in a little packet you know it was just in a bin you know but you felt bad for it he's very sweet like that you know but um we have this little fucking freak little thing little woman little grown woman with a little little bonnet on that's like you know, whatever eight centimeters tall but um well i also got him some comics I, I i've been reading like a bit of spider-man with him he loves spider-man because he's weirdly, my man buys him a magazine like every week, right? And she'll, you know, he wants the toy, but then every all these magazines just have like fucking money spinners. Let me tell you, <laughs> all these things, you know, obviously the PJ Masks, Paw Patrol, Peppa Pig, all these, right? Absolute money spinners. Not only do they, you know, churn out content that looks, hey, who we kidding? Fucking mediocre, right? Um, and the quality doesn't look great. Then they just take some of the panels from the from the TV show they've already made. They put it in a comic book, pretty much panel for panel, right? And then they just get some cheap plastic toy and put it in there, and they're fucking spinning money. These things cost the exact same as a book, as a full book, as a full Julia Donaldson Gruffalo, right? These magazines. And, um, and so he's been reading comics. So I'm like, you know what? Comics, weirdly, are quite good. There's no comics for two-year-olds, right? 
all they want to do is look at the pictures. I find it's really weird. Like, there's no, or at least not easily accessible. Like, I'm reading The Gruffalo or something like that, and yeah, it's great, and the pictures are there, but it's two pictures, and there's like, you know, 16 lines to read. So he's kind of seen everything by the time I've, re- I've gotten through. You're going panel by panel of a comic book. There's so much to see, and you can point at each thing that's happening. And it's kind of like watching a movie, you know, for a kid. And for me, hey, the biggest kid of all. So I was like, but these PJ Mask comics are fucking shite, right? So I thought, or I'll, try, I'll show him some Spider-Man. And so I was showing some, some some Spider-Man on my phone. I have his Marvel Unlimited app, which has unlimited, essentially, essentially unlimited comics. Let me tell you about my fucking phone. No, I'm not getting into that right now. Essentially, you can watch Avatar in HD and I have an unlimited supply of comics in my everything device. The only thing I just need is time that I don't have. I have everything. I have everything in my focus. The only thing I don't have is fucking uh, town. Yeah. So anyway, look, so I'm showing them some Spider-Man comics and it was kind of, well, actually I was showing them X-Men comics and they were getting a bit too advanced. It was House of M and I was like, this is a bit extreme here for him. Scarlet Witch going mental, right? So then I was like, all right, I'm going to show him like early Spider-Man because I haven't read the original Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, Spider-Man. And I find it un-fucking-believable that in those first 15 comics, Spider-Man's rogues gallery, his list of enemies, are the same enemies we're seeing here pop up in like 60, 60 odd years later, you know, is it more 64? Yeah, well, it's, it's six, essentially 60 years, you know, the exact same just in that in the, in the first month of Spider-Man is the entire legacy and then everything else, you know, you've Venom and everything like that, but more or less. And then also the same within three years, you know, you've the Avengers and X-Men and everything. It's just insane that this entire multi-billion ecosystem of these superheroes is just stems from Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, Jack Kirby within three years span. So I'm looking at these and it's funny, right? You, they even have the ads, some of the ads in some of the comics, right? And you see like Spider-Man and then it says, now buy a hundred toy soldiers for a dollar, you know? And it's so insane that you can have people, people know this shit is for kids i know this shit is for kids and i come on here and i chat shite about didn't like that my spider-man spider-man would never do that right spider-man would never get talk that strange to change the world like that you know i'm shy none like that and you just see it here it's clear as crystal yeah would you want to buy 100 army men for you four-year-old fucking boy moron kid little fucking wet wipe you want to get it, you know so that's who these comics are for you know so within that incredible time, Stanley's making making pulp for kids, you know. Um, but it's elevated beyond that now. It's the modern day fairy tales and mythology. Yeah, I know all that shit as well, right? But anyway, so I'm, uh, but it is also for kids. So I'm showing him like the early run of Spider Man. He's loving it, you know. I'm going panel by panel, and this is the thing. Like this is what kids kids can kids. I, can get comics a lot better than reading storybooks i think you know whether the morals are there maybe not but kids actually don't really understand morals until they're like four or five right so all they see is flashing colors and lights and then or but the only thing is they might see something they might want to replicate so you know i have to skip over some of the violence of um spider-man you know kicking fucking green goblin in the head or whatever you know but i'm reading it and then i was thinking right you know i i kind of don't want i'm looking at my phone too much you know the blue light doesn't affect me, but I have to accept the fact that it does affect other people, you know, and affects their moods, keeps them wired, all this sort of stuff. Also, the biggest thing I don't want him to have my phone too much is, right, he doesn't deserve the upgrade, right? He doesn't deserve the upgrade of going from paper to, to digital medium. Clock in your fucking hours, mate, 
You know, you need to appreciate what the you know they had to. We had to turn pages. <laughs> you know, I had to take every single comic and then like you know read it and delicately touch it and then put it in my little plastic case and then put it in a box and file all that away. You know, and and not know what what panel was in something and have to go back and root through my comics and all that stuff. He has to go through that. He, I, I feel like he has to put in at least a quarter of the tactile hours that I've had to put in. He does not deserve the upgrade of going straight to, you know, digital paper. You know what I mean? So I uh, went into the shop, got him some comics, um, and it's good. And I'm reading them to him, and he's acting like he's interested. I'm essentially just getting to read the early run of Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, and he's just falling asleep every night. It's a perfect situation for however long I can fucking swing this, like Spider-Man might swing into a situation to save the day. So, um, so it's a handy one. So look, at this point in the show, uh, normally... I would be thanking the the sponsor of this week's podcast, um, but there is no sponsor. No, myself and the Dubliner Irish Whiskey, and look, they're a, a, a wonderful brand and a wonderful group of people, and we're very amicably um, parting ways. And I do want to take this opportunity here to say a huge thank you to the Dubliner for the last two years. They have essentially, <laughs> they haven't given me copy, they haven't never, they're not even contractually obliged to be mentioned right now, this is not the last time or whatever like that. I just wanted to say a huge thank you to them um, for sponsoring this pod for the last two years. Uh, I didn't have a sponsor before them, and I want to say a particular thank you to Darren, who was the main point of contact with the Dubliner and kind of the brainchild behind most of their online digital media. He really tried to do his best to align the brand with a lot of Irish comedy. He was the brainchild behind uh, the Young Hot Guys calendar. And to be honest, I didn't know Shane or Killian particularly well before then. And they become very two close friends off the back of that. Um, he allowed me essentially for the last two years to do whatever the fuck I wanted. Jed Patterson literally say anything as long as I mentioned the Dubliner at the end. Um, as far as uh, workmates go, he, he's he's one of the coolest dudes. So I want to say a huge thank you to Darren. And I wish him the best in all his endeavors in the future. Um, and it does mean that there is space here for this podcast. And let me tell you, you can call me Dwayne the Rock Johnson because my prices are rock bottom. I'm rock bottom, right? And oh my God, I got a fucking kid on the way. <laughs> no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. But there is a space here on this podcast now um, for sponsorship or potentially even multiple sponsorships. So please um, do hit up my uh, my my DMs um, for <laughs> for sponsorship. Whatever. And look, I'll do an oil. Hey, you know all those guys gluing themselves to shit? How about you? Look, you could use some good press right now. <laughs> you can use, hey, oil, you could use some good press right now, okay? This guy's putting soup on their goddamn heads, man. I got to look. No, I'm not going to do oil. Weirdly, I actually do say no to some things. <laughs> you just don't see it. I should, there should be ads for the things I don't do, and you should know better, and I should get credit for that. Um... No, but thank you very much, Darren. Thank you very much, The Dubliner. Thank you very much for the booze and the memories. And I can't believe I have to buy whiskey now. On another note, let me plug something here real quick. Um, on the 2nd of December, um, 2022, uh, myself and Kevin McGarren and Justine Stafford again are going back into the Omniplex in Rathmines to talk over another Christmas flick, this time Home Alone 2. We had Home Alone 1 last December. There was a lot of people there. It was a jam-packed room. Uh, this is on a Friday. There is a bar in the actual theater with us. It's rowdy. People shout stuff. Home Alone 2, 
you probably remember it as being like a really class, lighthearted movie. It gets fucking dark. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about it. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you would like to come to see that, you can do so over in uh, the Omniplex. Omniplex.ie. There's tickets for it. If you just go to Rap Minds, that's on the 2nd of December. And they're on sale now. Anyway, what else? Um, I Let me tell you. I got Blair Witched. I got Blair Witched. I just want to say sorry to Mike's mom. I was in the woods stranded i was my car ran out of battery in the fucking woods mate can you believe it very exciting everyone was worried about me everyone should have been really worried about me and i barely had any signal i was getting e i was getting edge right i was getting edge didn't even get 3g you know what i mean these kids can't even deal with edge i said this before on the patreon but i don't know if there's that <laughs> if there's anything that sounds cooler but it's actually so shit. Is there anything more of that than when you get edge <laughs> on your phone? Got edge on my phone. Oh, class. What does that mean? It means my phone can do fuck all. Can do anything. It's a useless phone now. Um, so I had edge, right? So I didn't have any even signal. You know what I mean? In the woods, no battery signal. Let me tell you what happened. I went up there to the woods in TikTok, right? Not dogging. I'm fucking dogging up there, right? Popular dogging spot, TikTok Woods. I was not dogging up there. Dogging shite more like for a living. That's my job, my podcaster. Get out of my fucking face, you pig. I don't know, no one's pig. No, no, guard your pigs around like that. But, um, you know, I often feel like I'm being you know, like a weirdo. Someone's going to give me a bit of hassle. Being, what are you doing there, you know? So I was there podcasting, right? And I went up to TikTok Forest. TikTok, popular, d- popular dogging spot, TikTok Forest. And I was... Trying to get away from it. I, 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 like, I, like, I like recording in my car, right? Um, there's an energy in my car. I feel like I can be as loud as I want. I feel like I'm in a little vacuum spaceship. And a spaceship, no one can hear you scream. That's what I like about being in my car. It's probably the same kind of energy that people get in road rage. You know, where they feel like, oh, I'm in a big fucking vehicle and no one else can see me. You know? <laughs> people, think they, people think that honk goes one way, right? That are not actually affecting someone's life by honking their horn, right? People get very fucking rowdy in their car. So that kind of energy is conducive to some good podcasting imho, right? In my opinion, in my experience, imhe, right? Um, so, but I make the mistake sometimes of going places. There's no, I mean, to, to be honest, if you wanted to go, Doug, I don't know where you could fucking go. There's people everywhere. We were fucking, we were trying to go to I, I couldn't go, uh, I, I, I sometimes go to Dundrum car park and there's people around all the time, I look like a little freak, right? Um, there's like, a, there's usually car park spaces beside schools, but I'm sitting in there at a microphone looking a little nonce, right? Doing, like making a diary, right? So I, I, so I, and I sometimes then pull over on the side of the road and his car is going by. It's never conducive. So I'm like, I actually want to, you know, I'm not too far from TikTok, but 15 minutes. So I was going to drive up there, get a nice little view of Dublin, get inspired, be quiet, you know, and record from the car. Um, and so I, I did that, right? But it turned out as I was up there, they were doing fuck Kyle shit. Kyle shit. We're up there doing work. They were, they were, uh, they were like putting all the like white lines down for all the car parking spot now long overdue to be fair long overdue don't know if you ever go up TikTok farms on a saturday trying to get a fucking spot so long overdue right but it was still very loud and i was there you know making content i mean they they both still probably thought i was dogging you know dog and shite for a living because i'm a podcaster um so i was in there so it was very loud right so i had to keep moving where i was where i was going and then i'd sit somewhere and all the while i'm using the zoom recorder 
that is not using batteries. It's plugged into the USB in my car. Right. And uh, normally I'd like, charge my phone from that. So I was doing this. I thought, oh, this is class. But I was up there for so long that when I finished making art, when I finished making my art in the woods, right, um, I was trying to start the car. And I was going, I was getting like, ding, 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 you know? Like not quite Crazy Frog, you know? Maybe like 25% Crazy Frog was not turning over the engine. Ding, 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 right? And I was like, fuck, I'm fucking, I'm actually stranded here. I'm stranded here. I don't know what I'm going to, go. very exciting. You know what I mean? Everyone's worried about me, you know? It's like, I had stuff I had to do, but this was like, there's something about being in a legitimate, like, excuse i'm very i'm so seldom in legitimate excuse you know what i mean like i told you about my epididymitis the doctor says i could never jog again well can't jog for like a year and i was like this is the best thing that's a legitimate excuse for doing something that i've been putting off doing do you know what i mean so i'm kind of like i'm you know so when i'm like sick or there's an actual excuse you know like a dog actually did eat something that i needed you know, like an actual excuse. It's like a kind of a calm comes over me. And I'm like, this is brilliant. I was meant to meet Terry for something. And I couldn't get through to her. Because all I had on my phone, there's not even 3G up there. All I had was Edge. Edge. Is there anything, I've already said this before on a pod, but is there anything that sounds, is there, is there anything that sounds cooler, but it's actually the lamest? <laughs> is that even a worse sentence? Then, then when you get Edge on your phone, look at that E for Edge. That sounds so cool. Last time I forget an edge in my phone. Oh, class, what does that mean? It means my phone can now do fuck all, can do anything anymore. Because I'm on edge. Um, so my phone was on edge. So I'm not even, so it was like, like I don't want to get lost in the woods, but it was beautiful. Like battery's dead. I had no phone signal. All the things I've been lying about if as an excuse, it's happened and it's beautiful. Like what's going to happen to me? I'm in a coil check operated car park essentially but i am technically stranded in the woods it was beautiful so it's kind of taking my time you know i had a little sand i had a sand pelic i hadn't even opened I mean, i'm good for like a good hour do you know what i mean um i have again i'm not getting much phone signal but i have photos i can look at on my phone you know um yeah i can listen to a podcast i have my bluetooth headphones they were kind of you know 20 percent um 20 percent charge so i was like you know I'm chill, but I mean, tech, but technically it's also like, I'm also fine, but everyone should be worried about me. Do you know what I mean? You're also got that kind of energy going for you. I'm stranded in the woods. Oh my God, are you okay? Yeah, like I'm actually fine and it's actually kind of fun and you feel bad for me. It's amazing. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if this is, it's, it's, you know, but it's a perfect storm for me. Do you know what I mean? Um, Being a, you know, a professional manipulator. So, um, but I'm sitting there for a while and I'm like, but I will actually have to get out of here. So like, I should do something about this, you know, because I don't know how long it's going to be. A car pulls over, right? And again, I'm not really stranded. Like I'm kind of just in Quilchy Car Park of Ticknock Woods, right? Like there's a cafe about five, you know, five minutes away, right? So this woman pulls over just coincidentally. And I'm like, this is amazing. There's literally no other car. I mean, there is maybe like eight minutes away, but that's kind of eight minutes. I don't want to walk, right? Uphill as well, Jesus Christ. You know, right? So um, this woman pulls over just coincidentally and she gets out of the car, right? And I was like, hi, sorry, excuse me. Um, and I was very, uh, very assumptive. Just, I just assume. And I, so like I opened up, while she was getting out of the car, I was like, sorry, excuse me. And I open up the, the bonnet and I'm like, my battery's after dying here. Is there any chance I could get a jump off your car? It's happened before. And she looks at me. 
She looks at the car and she goes, I, 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 have, to, I have to get a coffee. I have to get a coffee. So like she said it like, <laughs> she said it like, and like I'm stranded. Like I am stranded in the middle of the woods. Like I'm fine, I'm doing fine. I'm actually having a really good time, but I'm actually stranded. She's like, no, so I have to get a coffee. And I thought, you know what? I hope that coffee tastes like blood because you've left me here to die. I'm actually having an all right time again, as I say. But Jesus Christ, not a fellow human being, you know? And I got really thick with her. <laughs> I got really thick with her. I slammed the bonnet shut. And I was like, ah, it's fine, fine. Forget it. No, it's fine. Fine. And she goes, ah, well, I, um, well, look, there, there, there is, you know, it's, you know, there's people from Quilchy around here. And I'm like, no, nah, forget it. It's fine. Tomorrow, sat in the car, staring forward. You know, she kind of looked at me and she said something about her battery, her battery being in the the boot. And she didn't really know anything about it. And she was kind of mumbling going off, you know, but she essentially left me to die, you know. Um, and so I was like, all right, I'm going to actually have to do something about this. This might happen again. I thought someone would just come along. I get on well with some. You see, I, I saw this thing before. It was like maybe it was on like the one show, but it was some science experiment. I've talked about it before where there's guys um they set up this experiment where they had people do like a kind of, you know, blind shopper experience or whatever, where a shopper would go in and they'd rate the shopping experience. But it was actually an experiment on those secret shoppers. That's what they're called, the secret shopper. And it was just in a news agent to go in, buy something and give it a review. People went in, they did their normal shop, they gave it an average review like six or something like that. But when that was half the group, the other group were told to go around and, and do the same thing. But while they were in there, the shopkeeper would actually ask them to be like, oh, sorry, would you mind holding this ladder while I while I do this, you know? And they were like, oh, yeah, fine. And they all gave it a, a more positive experience, even though they technically had to go in there and do a job because they had a bonding experience and that they all gave it like an average of eight, the, the, the experience. So weirdly, actually asking people to do things for you can help you build a bond. Or at least that's what I tell myself when I ask people to do things for me. <laughs> we're actually building a bond right here. So I kind of thought some ladder show up and I'd be like, oh, hey, you know, we help me do this and we'd have a bit of chat, you know? I tell them what I normally do at home, what I'm missing about my life, not stranded, you know? Miss my little boy smile. Miss my little boy smile. He's 15 minutes down the road, <laughs> you know? I tell you what, I love more than that right now, man. Big old, ch- big old chicken fillet roll, man. Straight from the spar, man. That's what I love. It's been like 90 minutes since I've eaten, man, you know? We'd have a good bonding experience. But then I'm actually going to have to do something here. So... um. I did get through to Terry, even through Edge, and she's like, oh, just call AA, we have AA, and they have breakdown cover. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to try and find someone to help me jumpstart the thing. And she's like, you should really just call AA. They came out last time, it was like an hour. I'm like, no, no, I kind of, like, I'm kind of set on having this bonding experience with someone in the woods, you know, kind of like dogging, but electricity, you know, having the spark with someone else, you know. So I walk up the hill to, uh, and I see this guy in a high vis, and I'm like, ah, here we go, high vis. Legally, this guy has to save my life. You're wearing a fucking high vis, you know. Um, and so I knock on this guy and I'm like, uh, hi, excuse me, can you help me? <laughs> I'm stranded in the woods and I don't know what, you know, well, actually, first and foremost, what I actually tried to do was, um, I tried to walk up the hill and I was holding the little jumper cable bag and it like, uh, like, like a little clutch bag. And I was kind of trying to look as like, as, oh, it's sad and as listless as I could, like as pathetic as I could. And then as like two cars drove by me, not taking any pity on me, you know? Um, I was like, all right, I need to actually maybe have a word with someone. So I saw this guy in a high vis. I'm like, all right, this guy has to save my life. He worked with Quilcha. And it's like, excuse me, sir, would you mind helping me? My car is, uh, the battery's gone. 
is there any way I could get a jump off your car? Please. <laughs> you know, I kind of I kind of was trying to be strong, but no one made. It must have been a little. I would have thrown a little whimper in there. I can't not, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, something like that. Just to kind of add the emphasis. And he goes, Jesus, I'd love to help you. Right. But I have to watch these two spots. This These two car parking spots. These are the only two spots that haven't been painted yet. But it was a crowd doing a fabulous job getting the thing done so fast, but they were annoying me in terms of the sound. So he had to wait for these two lads to paint those new car parking spots. But he says, if you go up the hill again, right, there's another fellow who works for Quilchy. He'll be able to help you. So I'll go up the hill even further, right? This is more than eight minutes now away from my car. So I'm really in the sticks of this Quilchy operated car park, right? And um, I see this other guy who works for Quilchy, right? Quilchy, if you don't know, are the people who look after the forest. They do a phenomenal job. And they were lovely people, right? Um, I've nothing but pride when it comes to the management of our national parks. So I um, so I says to this guy, I says, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> I'm baby all gone. Have you any cherries from a jar? And also, my battery is dead. And I'm here just down this hill a little bit. Is there any chance I could get a jump off your thing? And he goes, absolutely, you can, after I finish my lunch. And I was like, look, that's fair enough. You know, that's the best, bro. That's the best offer I've heard all day. And he's sitting in there. And he's eating, like, you know, a sandwich from, like, a lunchbox. Real rural shit. You know what I mean? Drinking a cup of tea out of a cup. Porcelain cup in his car. Mad. Probably doesn't even fit in a cup holder. If he even has a cup holder. He had a truck. Very rural. Cool. Right? So, um, so I go down to the bottom of the car. And... Um, I walk back down and I'm waiting, waiting like half an hour. Fine, no issue with that. No issue with that. Maybe 20 minutes, to be fair. You know, time just gets away from you when you're lost in the woods. You know what I mean? Um, felt like months I was there. Probably about 15, 20 minutes. He comes down and he pulls in beside me and um, does the whole... And I'm, I'm kind of trying to feel him out here, you know? Because I'm like, I need him. If he gives me... He was a very nice guy, right? But he was not asserting himself as an alpha which is kind of what i was after right he was kind of just like oh so what should we do now and i'm like oh man like please just daddy like you need to just tell me where to put these things i know where to put them but i want you to do it as well with me you know another grown man another grown man and he's like oh i don't know i think you just put the red one with the red one and i was like oh, okay and i was kind of a bit disappointed that he didn't take charge of the situation <laughs> you know this man who i took away from his duties at quilcher I'm there disappointed that he's not being like, let me tell you something, son. You know, he's not like, you know, uh, let me tell you a couple of life lessons about birds you shouldn't trust or some shit. You know what I mean? There's none of that kind of banter. Nice guy, though. I mean, essentially just a really nice park ranger, dude. Right. But it wasn't. I, I, I had a different kind of thing in my head. Right. Anyway, we try and start the thing and it's not starting. I'm like, oh, God. Wow. This is getting even worse. What's going to happen? My San Pelli is getting very, like, 50% now. I've only, you know, I've only got 50% of my can of San Pelli, and it's getting lukewarm. So um, it's not working. So I was like, oh, God, what do we do? And so then, finally, my alpha shows up, right? This dude in a van just got off the mountain biking track. He's throwing his fucking bike in the back of the van. He goes, what's going on here, guys? What's going on here? First, he says to the guy, I think he even knew his name, because he called him, like, you know, I, and this is the fucking annoying thing. I, don't, I didn't get this guy's name. If you know someone who works for Quilcher, who is looking out in TikTok and his little sheepdog in his car and is a fucking lovely man, lovely dude, and saved my life, please give him my, 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 
nothing but thanks, right? And do if you can actually if you know who he is, let me get in touch and I'll I'll send, I'll I'll give him a text. That's probably all I'll do. I'll probably just give him a text. You know, I'm not gonna send him man. But if you know, I'll send him a nice text. It'll be fuck when you see this text, right? So anyway, send this alpha man shows up, right? What's going on here, John or whatever? He says the name of the guy, right? So he knows him. Fucks his fucking mountain bike in the back, um, and he's like, "I'm wrong with your vehicle." And he goes, no, no, this guy's here, this diesel, Kia Soul here. He's having a bit of trouble. Um, he's like, what is the battery? And I'm like, yeah, it's a battery. And I'm like hoping this guy's going to teach me some life lessons or whatever. And he goes, tell you what, just drive it down the hill, right? Drive it down the hill, wind around the corner. As soon as you get on a straight, get in second, you'll zoom off. And I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck you just said, but I'm going to do anything you say, sir, right? Because you're a big man. So he then, him and this guy from Quilchip, start backing up. And before I even knew what was happening, I'm in the driving seat of a car that is not turning on. The power steering doesn't work. The brakes are not working as effectively as they were. I'm on a, like a 60 degree incline in the middle, right, from where I'm parked up this kind of hill. And before I knew it, this guy is reversing me back, pushing with his back, the two of them, getting the car back into the middle of the road. And they're like, all right, go on, go off now. And I'm like, <coughs> what? And like, yeah, go on down now. And they're like, what are you? I go, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Like, I don't know if this is going to work. I know, fuck, I'm, why would that work? The car didn't start off another car. And he's like, that's all you need to do now. So I go, and then I realize the power steering is not working. And I'm pulling as a really sharp, like, sharp corner, right? And I turn the first corner. And then it's going down, it's building up speed. And then I'm turning the left corner. And then it's coming down, I'm coming to the another right corner. I turn it. Right, and then as soon as I get on the straight, I put it into second gear and I zoom off. The guy was fucking right. I zoom off. It didn't even. It, I didn't even hear the engine turn on because the sound of me going trying to turn the steering wheel. I didn't even hear it turn on. I zoom off, and then I'm like, oh my god, the guys are behind me, and I could see them just like disappearing in my rear, rear view mirror. I'm like, I'm never going to see these guys again. You know, these guys. These guys saved my life. And so I keep so I start flashing the lights, hoping that they would see that, even though they were behind me. There was no way they were going to see that. I'm like flashing the lights. You know, I was kind of driving off like, um, like Jesse, the end of Breaking Bat, you know, it's <laughs> laughing, you know, two minutes later, I'm in Dundrum, back on me, my beloved 5G, all the messages are flooding in, you know, a nation hold its breath, the disappearance of Tony Cantwell, influencer Tony Cantwell has been found missing, you know, uh, everyone just, you know, so worried about me, so, um, might do it again actually next week. <laughs> Start charging fucking barbecues off my USB. Oh my god, Terry, it's happened again. You know? And I did feel a bit sore about your one not helping me. But as Terry pointed out, <laughs> she's like, You like you were in the middle of nowhere with a woman, so you're a stranger, and you approach a woman who's pulled over to your car saying, Hi, excuse me, hi, sorry, can you help me? <laughs> you know, hi woman on your own. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with true crime or anything, but can you help me charge my vehicle, you know? And I wouldn't be far off just being like, hey, can you help me move my couch into the back of my van, <laughs> you know? That's that's pretty much the exact same, you know? So uh, I respect her decision, even though she did leave me to die. But anyway, look, I want to say a huge thank you to you for listening to this, for keeping me going, for keeping my spirit alive. And to the fine people of Quilcha, including the lovely man who was eating a sandwich who had a dog in his truck and another guy who might have been mountain biking. If you heard of a story of someone came home and were like, hey, I'm after saving some clown's life in the woods, please do let me know because I'd like to send these people a lovely text. Um... 
And listen, thanks very much for listening to the pod. Thank you very much to the sponsor of this pod who doesn't exist and it could be you hit me up if you'd like to sponsor this pod or if you would like to just to support support this pod you can do so over on patreon.com forward slash tony catwell where every single friday there's a full length bonus episode sometimes double the length of these episodes every single friday including the one that i just recorded in the woods in uh, in Ticknock. so um if you like this pod you're gonna love it over there uh, you'll also get early bird tickets for any and all gigs including my hopefully an upcoming monthly live show that should be happening in the new year uh, and any and all tickets that i put on myself early bird tickets uh, go to the patrons first but look Enough of me plugging myself off rotten. Thanks very much for listening to the show and all the best and I love you and bye-bye. It's only here we'll shit show.